This is the Transformation Bros Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jason and Nathan. Hey guys, welcome to episode 44. I didn't think we'd make it, Nathan, but here we are. We've we've uh, done the work, we've shown up, we're at 44. It's not even a um it's not even a great number, but I just I want to celebrate it. Make it. Uh, well, you know, life and uh, maybe people would throw things at us and tell us to stop. Maybe we'd just give up. I mean, who knows? But here we it's are. It's hard to even remember back to the time when we didn't have 44 episodes. Yeah. The time before, did you say? Yeah. It's hard to even remember back to that time. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's right. Starting out just as part of my week now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and I love that. There'll be people listening that haven't heard one, two, three, and I don't encourage you to go back there. That's fine. Oh, yes. Just hang in here, yeah. find something you want to talk about and or listen to and go for it. Sometimes though, like, I'll, I'll listen back to my podcast, my other podcast episodes from years oh, ago, yeah. and I like them. I like them. Yeah, ah. I think I'm going to hate them, and I like them. Nice. Yeah, so I like them too. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Proud of you, bro. Well, I've had uh, I've had a great week. I'm up on the the building site. We're putting the final touches on the new house, which is really exciting. It's a lot of work, uh, but it's good work. I, I love it. It's super super busy, but I love I love it. This is like a a real a real joy. Yeah, this process for me. Yeah, I love and it. and you're at the the pretty end. You know, it's not foundations <laughs> yeah. and concrete. It's no. kitchens and tiling and yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great end to be at. And I've seen some pictures. Whoa, yep. amazing. Yeah, um, shout out to my awnings because the, <laughs> the the deck awnings went up yesterday, and like there are little motorized awnings that come out over the top of the deck. And they look so cool. I just amazing. Love them. Yeah, yeah, like massive coverage. <laughs> it's really yeah. cool. Yeah, that's my Love new it. toy. They looked amazing. Mm. Yeah. And uh, great work, great work with clients this week. Everyone's um, everyone's doing a lot of deep work, doing a lot of deep healing work. And, yeah, noticing a theme, you know, a lot of my clients is getting out of the mind, getting out of the head and, and getting down into their body. And what that looks like is I'm noticing, like, how – Thinking is a place we go to feel safe. Yeah. Analyzing, figuring shit out, trying to make Mm. sense of the world. What should I be doing with my life? What should I be doing next? What's happening in my relationship? This constant trying to understand and comprehend and figure everything out. It's like, if I can just understand, if I can just make sense of things, then I'll, then I'll be okay. Then I'll (laughs) feel safe. And it's a bit of a false, it's a bit of a false, I don't know. What's the word? Uh, a false habit, false maybe, or a false promise. Yeah, false yeah. habit. Also, because it can be never-ending, right? So it's not yeah. like you even get to the end of that. It just goes day no. after day. That's right. But at all, I just was, I'm really present this week to how much we want to find safety in our thinking or safety in our understanding. We're looking to, you know, we kind of, we're sold, we're, we're trying to sell ourselves on the fact that if I can just understand life, then I'll feel okay. Yeah, and right. I think that's, that's the myth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and good point. Interesting. I mean, we 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 talk about this a lot. <laughs> now that I'm going to say, get down in your body, but it, it, I believe in it because it's not to say that being in your body is the answer to everything, but it's just it's just a way to move out of thinking and move past thinking. Absolutely. And I'll say to my clients sometimes, like, who's watching the thinking? Mm. Mm. Who's observing the thinking? 
Yeah. By that definition, and they, they kind of get it a little bit. So it's like there's somebody, there's the thinking and there's somebody watching the thinking. Yeah. So we actually know we're not our thinking. We're, there's a whole lot more to us inside of us that's more than just thinking. And there's a lot of wisdom and a lot of guidance in in the body. Yeah, it can't be underestimated because, you know, a lot of our experience lives in the body, good and bad. And like the coaching I've been doing this week is a lot with a lot of women and that whole safety thing uh, is what has them leading and controlling and trying to um, make good of situations rather than relaxing and being in flow. And that's a whole other topic. But 90% of the time, when we drop into our body and we wait long enough and we 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 be with the uncomfortableness and the silence, um, the body talks to us. It comes to our thoughts and it comes from it comes up from the body, not in from the head. And it always yeah. amazes me. It, it does up. it for myself. Yeah, always. And that's a yeah. skill that we've crafted over a very long time, right, Nath? Like mm. I didn't used to be able to feel a damn thing, to be honest couldn't really i wouldn't well, have known it's what often because do. it's often because we learned as children that it wasn't safe to feel yeah or we got um punished for feeling you know i, was, I had a, a client tell me that um he remembers telling his mother his dream you know like this is, this is my dreams this is what i want to do and she said well that's a stupid dream you know like that you need to go and get a job people that do that are stupid and they should go and get jobs wow and in a way it was kind of saying like what you're feeling that joy that excitement that passion that that thing that feels like it'd be really fun for you to go after don't trust that that's stupid don't listen to that yeah and so it's like we override our impulse and our intuition and what feels really good and we replace it with this negative thinking pattern you know yeah yeah and that can be a really painful process where we we can kind of start closing up our body and closing up our heart not trusting it so it's like we we close it up because it it doesn't feel safe and then we just eventually stop noticing what's happening in our body yeah exactly that's so true and i noticed when i was when I became aware of this in my parenting, a lot of the time where I wanted to move on and not, I mean, I didn't know to drop in, let my children feel whatever it was they were feeling because I needed them to move on because I was uncomfortable. It was actually my uncomfortableness that needed to move things. You know, if they had hurt themselves, I wanted to make them feel better because I was uncomfortable that they were hurt. So it's always mm. a lot more, um, it's not as obvious as it seems. And I've actually made a uh, an agreement with myself to start to asking my boys how they feel more often. And I would have made that agreement probably a month ago, and I haven't done it once since. So that's mm. why I'm bringing it up because it's something that I want to, it's, you know, life gets in the way. We're all busy, but being able to find out how people are feeling and actually give them mm. the space to practice that, I think it's going to be got to be a good thing. Yeah. And I guess like you live in quite a masculine household. So that is not the natural go to to be in your feelings or share feelings or. Yeah. But interestingly enough, it's perfect because men, it's you kind of, you know, with the polarity work that I'm doing, you don't want to do it with your 
partner in a relationship because it can be depolarizing, but you actually should do it with your friends or say as a family or my sons and I. And I, I think, and I just made this up myself, by the way, but I think asking anyone how they feel, like if I ask them, I think it's a it's an open door to actually try and understand and firstly understand that person and see where they're at and secondly give them permission to acknowledge their own feelings Mm. but it's a practice and it's one that we're not i'm certainly not well versed in that yeah so if you know me it's not not the first instinct yeah if you know me i'm coming for you and your feelings (laughs) (laughs) exactly what 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 when you notice you didn't feel you know like a, a been working with some clients around that around oh i don't feel anything or i mm. feel numb you know mm-hmm. and it can actually be quite a confronting realization that you haven't been feeling things and um, your mind might start get getting triggered and go oh man have i just spent a whole life not experiencing any real feelings like that can be quite sad or triggering or upsetting that realization yeah yeah oh, it certainly was for me um mm. i had that call with you i still know where i was when i was having that realization back uh it's got to be like five years ago now maybe more mm. um yeah there's a there's i mean for me it was a missing out it was the feeling of having missed out on because as i started slowly feeling and i guess um it's i don't know who can resonate with this and maybe there's a ton of people that have a lot of good feeling or because feeling's not just good it could be bad and i think i could easily feel bad or angry um and then i realized a lot of that was resentment but like when i started to feel my actual body and be out of my head that's a that's an amazing thing but it took Mm. a long time yeah. How do we get yeah, onto it's, that? It's a um yeah, it's, it's something I, I get my clients to just be with the feeling of that as well. Yeah. Because you can just notice that everything's constantly trying to pull you into your head. So it's like, okay, yeah. what do you feel in your body? And you go, Oh, I feel nothing. And then your mind goes, Oh man, we don't feel anything. This sucks. So I've missed out on all these things I don't feel, and it's like okay, now you've just dived You're straight in back into your mind immediately. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. tried to feel something, we couldn't feel anything, and then that took you back into your mind. Fascinating, right? Yeah. So it's like we have to keep coming back. And so I'll say have the experience of feeling nothing. I want you just to be with the nothingness. Yeah. Be with the numbness. And notice how that, be with, be with the sadness of feeling numb <laughs> and just yeah. see what that feels like. Yeah. Rather than analyze it and think about it and what does that mean and, yeah. Um, are we back we're back now good so carry on just yeah. um feeling say say that again yeah so i'll just get them yeah and analyzing just feel what it feels like to be numb feel like what it feels like to be sad that you're numb you know, just keep going back a bit. It's about the feeling, not analyzing the feeling. We're just yeah. obsessed with analyzing everything. Yeah, that's right. And we now know to also uh, locate that feeling in your body. 
so locate it is it in the pit of your stomach it is it is it in in your shoulders is it in your neck is it in your throat is it in your heart is it in your solar plexus so take that time to find where it is and actually feel it in that spot focus mm. on it and then you'll notice uh when i get people to do that 90 percent of the time it it reduces it got that feeling goes down goes away yeah yeah so it's a really good thing to do as well because now you're yeah, actually feeling feelings it want to be felt yeah they want to be felt feel it to heal it yeah um so another thing i wanted to share with you I had some a really great call with my coach this week and it was about she really is always pushing me to kind of get my messaging right and right who who am i working with and what do i want to do and it was such a um it was such an interesting call and such an interesting process i don't know if you resonate with this or you had to do this yourself um yeah with your have, business yeah absolutely 100 percent. yeah um but one thing we often get wrong when we're marketing our business is we'll talk about um our process or what we're good at or what, what we sort of make it all about us and it's really important in marketing that we actually focus on what people want. What is their actual actual desire? Yeah, nice. And that's something we don't kind of do. So my coach was really pushing me to, to do that and go like, what do people really want? And she was sort of saying, you know, do they want to be successful? And yeah, I have a real allergy to the word success. Allergy. It's really like funny. It. Yeah. yeah, I really struggle with it because... I think I see so many people like striving for success and I don't think it's the answer. I don't think it's the whole picture. Mm. Um, we'll have so a definition also, of success too. You know, when you're striving yeah. for something, have a, at least have a definition of it that lights you up or if it's, you know, maybe some people just think success is like a ton of money but then it's what can the money do for you? What are you trying to achieve? What do you want to feel? What do you want to have even non-physically? Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's even deeper than that. I think it's like oftentimes we're improving or uh, improving mode or not improving, but improving mode. Yeah. Or we're trying to, um, we're we're running from something. We're running from scarcity. We're running from fear. Um, So it's like, yeah, I think we talked about this a couple of episodes ago, but yeah, just defining what success actually means yeah. to you. Um, yeah. And I think I was saying in the last episode how I noticed like there's a particular person in my life who I'm always trying to impress or prove myself to. And so I have to kind of watch that. But success ultimately is, is something that people want. So just because I get annoyed because I don't like certain types of success, I still have to sell the success that I offer people and it's the type of success where it feels like you're in full alignment. You feel a deep sense of peace and you're on purpose and you're able to create a significant income from that aligned, centered, peaceful, purposeful place, Um, which felt really good. It felt Mm. really good. Yeah. To just work through that. Mm. And Um, impact. Do people want impact as well? Well, my people do. My people definitely want impact. Nice. Yeah. The people that I work with, that's that's a really important part is how do I expand my impact? Yeah. And oftentimes people will come to me when they're starting out 
in business or they're trying to start a business, they want to make more money, they want to have an impact, they want to use their gifts. And it's just this big, cloudy, hazy mess out in front of them. There's like a hundred different things they could do. There's different paths they could try. There's marketing techniques. There's people trying to sell you stuff to help your business. And it's like, what do I focus on? Do I hire somebody? Do I, you know, do I have to do it all myself and build it up and then hire someone? Do I, where do I spend my money? You know, so I like to say that I like to help people find the golden path through all the Merc. Nice. And the golden path is like finding out what your truth is, who you want to impact, getting that messaging right, feeling really centered, confident, powerful in who you are. And so you can move forward and actually create that business that you want. Beautiful. So that was really helpful. Yeah, I love Being that. Clear on that. Mm. Yeah. And she really encouraged me as well to talk about, um, I think this will be helpful for those of you that have your own business as I'm sharing it. But talking about in your messaging, um, the reason you don't have what you want is because of this. So for me, I I might say like um, the reason you're not creating success in your business is because you're not actually fully aligned with what you want to do. You're not fully in tune and actually passionate and on board with what you're creating you don't believe oh, that's in a biggie yeah that's a yeah. biggie. that's a good one but with the messaging it's really important to attach it to something they want so if i just said hey you should be more aligned with yourself it's like okay that seems nice but i don't really care do you mean car if i say yeah but if i say the reason you're running out of money every month is because you're not aligned with your soul yeah it's like now we start to get the feeling of what's really going on. It's like, find the thing that your client wants, your customers want, and it, then tell them why they're not getting that. Yeah. It speaks to your process and your genius and how you help them. Jason and Nathan. This messaging comes out in every day. It doesn't have to be in print. It doesn't have to be on your website. It actually comes out of your mouth. Yeah. That's what I've found is I just have a consistent message now. I didn't used to. But the consistent message now, you know, is what we do, how we help, and how it makes it easy for our customers. Yeah. But you really start to believe it. Yeah. Just as And how powerful. do you, because I know we, we talk a lot about speaking your truth and, and getting into a practice of speaking your truth, whatever that might be. I think it's the same process where the more you get clear on your own truth, the more you you drop into alignment and the more you if we're talking about business, the more you figure out, ah, gosh, this is actually what I really want to be doing. This is who I want to be working for or working with. This is the kind of money I want to be making. This is the my truth that will allow the people that I really want to work with to align with me, like to come into my orbit. So if we don't know our truth, if we don't know what we're passionate about, if we don't know what our mission and our purpose is, we, those people can't connect to us. They can't align with us because we're not clear and we're not talking about that stuff. Yeah, 100%. That's right. And it's vulnerable. It actually can be vulnerable because, uh, like, we're a recruitment company and that could just be step one, two, three, bang, someone has a job, customer's happy, person's employed. But actually our whole ethos is uh, people finding work that they love and riding off into the sunset and everybody's happy and that's like a, a perfect mm. match. Um 
but to speak that uh, more about the truth of the business as opposed to the bricks and mortar um, can be vulnerable. If, if, mm. it's a, if it's a company that's actually been operating as a bricks and mortar, um, kind of this is what we do, one, two, three, everyone's happy or not. Uh, if you start speaking your truth about, because look, I love business. I haven't, I think I've always loved it, to be honest, but I'm, it's never lost on me that if it's not fun and the people around me are not getting paid well and everybody's, you know, like it's working, then what is the bloody point? What's the point? Mm. Um, so it's important for me that I find that fun part of it, which I have. And I, I just love going into work. I love being around the business. I love what the business is creating. I love the good work that it does. But I have to speak about that, and that's vulnerable. So, like, I can do that now. But when I first started, I was, like, shy. I was like, oh, we really want to make a difference. You know, we really want to help people. Oh, isn't that what everybody says? You know, oh, we really care. Like we actually care about people and we want to, we want to help people find their genius or find what they love. You know, it's vulnerable. That's my take on it anyway. Do you think like you're, um, you're like embarrassed to say that? I was embarrassed to say it. Yeah. And also because yeah. it's, it's more like how it lands, like it, it, it lands fake almost. Mm. And, and the reason it probably lands fake initially is because I don't even believe it. Like I'm, it's a, I'm a bit embarrassed about it. I'm a little bit sort of caught up and, oh, what are people going to think? Or, you know, sure, you say that, but you really just want the money. You know, there's all that social construct that we have around. Yeah. Oh, would you do it for free then, would you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you want right. to make a difference so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But ultimately, when you when you can answer that you would do it for free, I do believe that you've found it. And it doesn't mean you have to do it for free. That's just a... That means you're enjoying it. That's all that means mm. is that you're actually mm. enjoying it and you're not stressed about the money coming in and you're not worried about more customers. You're not freaking out about stuff. There's a joy. And I'd say this to a few of my business mate friends, um, business friend mates, oh, however that comes out, but um, it's an absolute privilege to have a company that serves people and, every, and they're happy. Like we help the people, we help the company. It like I don't know. It seems is that too simple? But to me, it's like an well, absolute. Joy. If you look at the opposite, like the biggest nightmare is having a million dollar business that you hate. Yeah, and that's just doing it for the money, and it's it's arduous, it's hard, it's it's yeah. finicky. Or you're finicky, doing you know. it because um, you know you're like, oh, there's a shortage of widgets, so we're going to build a widget factory, and yeah. you're pumping out widgets, and it's like but you oh, don't care okay. about widgets, yeah. That's you right. don't care. It's you don't feel the impact of it. It's not moving the needle. It's not a mission. It's like, what's the point of all this? Um, and I think anyone can turn any business into that version that we're talking about, just by finding a bit yeah. of passion and what they. Because you could have a passion for any part of that business. Just because I love race cars doesn't mean I have to have a race car business. Mm. I think you know business can be exciting and uh, joyful. I think. Sure, it's up and down. Yeah, and it's connecting. Like it, it's finding your genius in the business. Like I, I you know, when, when I'm working on the building site here, my builder hates anything to do with paperwork, and so like, yeah, he, he's not he's not follow, he doesn't have any invoices. He doesn't have the you know the plans are not readily available. It's just like he <laughs> is an he is a doer man. Like he's here at seven thirty in the morning and he works solidly on the building site nonstop. Has everything organized. And it just 
it works. He's just an absolute doer and he's phenomenal at what he does. Um, and for me, I, I love doing the logistics. I love organizing everything. I love having a schedule. I love getting all the invoices paid on time. I love like having all the plans. I love organizing, making sure all the contractors are here on the right day and the right time and you know, keeping that sort of flowing and oiled. And he just said to me today, God, I, I couldn't do what you do. I can't do that. You know, I just yeah. hate that stuff. And it's like, great. This is a, a match made in heaven. I don't really want to be out there, you know, hammering nails into the deck. Yeah, that's right. So this is perfect. Um, yeah. And the sooner, so and the, sooner the sooner people stop doing what they don't like, the sooner the business is going to fly. And that certainly happened for me because I've got people that are way better than me doing the things that I didn't even like. I might have been okay at them and I still didn't like them. But then when you put someone, like if I grab someone like you and put them in my business in that part that you love doing and find easy, I don't know when we became a business podcast, but it's um, it's, it's a it's, <laughs> well, it's a great thing. This is why I love I love business. And like I had a long chat to my coach about. She said, "Oh, you don't just work with business people then. Like the way you're talking, the way I talk about healing and getting into alignment and finding your purpose." She's like, "That's not just business people." And I was like, "I know, but I love business, and I find it really hard to coach people that are really committed to staying in you know some kind of corporate job or something because I don't have." I just don't have a strong passion and alignment for that. You and I love business and we love the vehicle of business. So if I had a choice with who I want to work, well, I do have a choice. It's my business. Yeah. And you like people that are willing to get uncomfortable because you know that there'll be results, whereas you don't have a passion for working people that are happy to stay uncomfortable. Yeah. Like if you've gone out there and left a job and started a business, um, I know you've got balls of steel. You know, you've got courage and like, that's that's what I love. I love courage. So if I've seen you make moves, then I can help you make more moves. No problem. Um, yeah. And better moves yeah. and more aligned moves. Um, yeah. Love and, it. And yeah, I love that. I do. I do love that whole kind of idea, that zone of genius idea. Um, and I think that's our job as founders or as business owners, particularly our style, which is more the visionary style of leadership yeah yeah um our job is actually to go when we're employing someone hey we're a company that has this kind of impact we're a company that has this mission this mission this mission (laughs) we're a company that's aligned to these values which would probably be yours in the early stages as a founder um what are your values like what are you good at oh you're a really good computer programmer that's cool i know i can put you in my computer programming division but what are you passionate about? What do you love? Who do you want to make a difference for? What What do you think your purpose might be? Oh, and if I love we can those actually, questions. Yeah. Yeah. If we can actually learn as, as, as business owners to actually employ people that not only better than us at stuff, but are also really have a similar alignment to what we do, that's the holy grail. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You nailed it. Mm. Yeah. I love that. And the sooner we get ourselves out of the way and let the people who are amazing at those parts of the business and let them do their thing, the quicker the business grows. Like I love actually owning the business and like having the the bigger vision and, and, and running it from higher up. I didn't know that, but the more I look back, the more that's actually always been the case, but I was bogged down. You're not an implementer. You're not an executor. No, no, no. Don't like executing people, but, um, (laughs) 
but yeah, no, the, and but it's quite vulnerable to let people do that and actually trust them. And that's like you say about the culture, aligning the values, being a strong leader, because I've I've really pissed some people off in the past. And if any of them are listening, they'll be like pointing the fingers at me because I wasn't a good leader. So I've had to grow that part of me to be able to let the people in the company uh, really shine under good solid boundaries and good direction and good leadership. That's been, mm. in fact, that's what I got last year, to be honest, which has helped amazingly. Yeah, because it's learning like, oh, understanding I am more the visionary. I do like the high level stuff. I don't really want to be doing the grunt work. That's not my genius. Um, I need to like be out there talking to clients and customers and selling them on our vision and then thinking, gosh, where do we want the business to go? What feels like the next move? But then what might come up for you, like you said, is a fear of letting go or a fear of handing over control. Yeah. So it's like your fear is actually getting in the way of your genius. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And don't get me wrong, we've, you know, a lot of us have earned that. We've done the grunt work. Like it's been years yep. for me, it's been 20 years. Um, if I did, if I started a business now, knowing what I know now, and I mean, obviously that's the worst bloody cliche ever, but it would be to um, put people into a company in the areas that they're good at and, and recognize my own genius and what I'm good at, because I'm good at holding it. I'm good at, you know, connections and relationships and stuff, but I got bogged down for 20 years or 10 years um, trying to do everything. Boy, I bet that resonates for business people. Mm, yeah. We all been there, bro. For sure. So I guess like the message here is like, well, my message anyway is like, if you want to be successful, if your business is not thriving in the way that you want it to thrive, you're not having the impact you want, or you're just super stressed out trying to hold it all together, then it's probably because you haven't found out your purpose and your mission and really got into alignment with that. Yeah. And then actually worked through some of the uncomfortable fears of letting go and surrendering and, and bringing other people on that are way better at some of the other stuff than you. Yeah. And having the vision, the vision that it can all operate inside of. Thank you. Good to chat. Thanks guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll be back next week. Episode 45. That was the transformation bros with Jason and Nathan. 